The fires in Australia and now in California are both intense and extensive. These conflagrations are tragedies in terms of human and environmental costs. The standard commentary is to make a direct connection with climate change. In mathematical terms, we talk about the direction of causality. Whether it is true or not, there is a whiff of suspicion based on the speed and conviction commentariats make these statements of causality. Local politicians jump on this bandwagon as it exonerates any mistakes in land policy that they introduced on their watch. A one degree in average annual temperatures on its own makes no difference to the frequency and severity of wildfires. Temperatures fluctuate daily and across seasons and years. There is no evidence that just because it is one degree warmer today compared to yesterday, there is a sudden increase in fires. Looking at the average misses the need to look at the whole population of temperatures throughout an extended period. The extreme points of the distribution are called the tails. In all distributions of measurable values, such as the price of oil, the tails are where the action is. The climate scientists point to the fatter distribution of extreme warmth, but also extreme cold snaps. A fatter distribution is an academic way of describing that there are more observations in the tails. It is always interesting, there's never any narrative around climate change when countries experience cold periods. Cold kills more than heat. You only have to look at the expanding population of polar bears that attest to this. We're coming back to the Australian fires. If we agree that climate change has produced excessively high temperatures for an extended period, then we can point to the causality to the frequency of wildfires. The drivers of the intensity of any fire must be the amount and type of fuel available. The discussion quickly attributed this to climate change. But who controls the amount and type of fuel? Surely that is us. I can observe that due to environmental considerations, the burning of what is called fuel load is now almost impossible as policy skews to the protecting the animals. In California and Australia, zoning laws have allowed greater penetration of housing into the forests and the bush. The Australians have been planting eucalyptus plants outside its natural habitat. Such plants increase the chance of rapid expansion of the fire. Their oil is highly flammable. Plus, their bark peels away easily and can travel several miles in flames ahead of the main blaze. In the UK, we had a period of extensive flooding in the West Country. Climate change? Yeah, nope. The government agent decided, and I kid you not, that for the sake of the environment, the flooding was a good thing. So they blocked to let the, the drains block. Causality in medicine is an equally hot topic. The question of the effectiveness of HCQ should have gone through a rigorous process of testing, wild adoption in the field, to test the hypothesis of whether the drug does alleviate, alleviate the symptoms of COVID-19. The fact that Trump unfortunately mentions its potential in a, in a press conference does not mean it has to be ineffective, so that scientists must quash all further analysis. Also, shouting out that rolling out HCQ could have saved 100,000 people is inappropriate speculation and impossible to validate. 
All the above groups should be asking risk-based questions around causality, such as, what are the risk factors we need to measure to address the hypothesis of the direction and effectiveness of the causality? Two, how will we collect the data that is not open to tampering, NHS? What are the costs of remediation? And when will we make a neutral assessment on whether the hypothesis of the causality is correct? Sounds like hard work, which is why it is much easier for the commentariat to tweet in name comments that go down well in their respective echo chambers.